Hey everybody, welcome to the Simplified Podcast. I'm Matt from Training Simplified and I'm stoked today to get to talk to Adam Clares, Executive Vice President of Roy Rogers Restaurants. Adam has 20 years of leadership experience in the restaurant industry where he's held leadership positions and brands of all different and various sizes. He is the current Executive Vice President at Roy Rogers Restaurants where he oversees several critical departments including marketing, franchise development, training and operations so it's a lot <laughs> uh adam welcome thanks for joining us yeah thanks matt I'm glad to be here um let's let's just dive in right off the bat for people who aren't familiar with with roy rogers restaurants can a lot of people know the name roy rogers <laughs> it's a very familiar name um what's what's the background the history of of the brand yeah we've got really kind of a unique background for for some of your listeners they might remember roy rogers from the late 70s. Originally, Roy Rogers was a brand of Marriott, owned here out of uh, Bethesda, Maryland. So Marriott owned and operated a number of off-premise uh, concepts, Roy Rogers being one of them. Um, and it was run by a gentleman by the name of Pete Plamondon Sr. He was a Marriott executive and ran all of their off-premise locations. In the 80s, um, Marriott decided to sell off all of their Roy Rogers locations to Hardee's. So they were going to separate. And I was not there, was not part of it, but as we've all faced trials and tribulations in our own careers, they came to Pete Plondon Sr. and said, your job, your role, we don't have those stores anymore. Yeah. As a consolation, they gave him the rights to start a Roy Rogers in Frederick, Maryland, just up I-270 from D.C., so he came home and, and the way that he was going to make it work, he had a, a daughter at Dartmouth, a son at, um, a, a son at Georgetown Prep and another son that was at, uh, at, at school at college and came home and said, I don't have my job anymore, but here's what I do have. I got a chance to open one restaurant. Wow. Um, so they, they, uh, he started Roy Rogers as a franchise group, opened up one store and has since grown that throughout the 80s and 90s um, when Hardee's owned it. Then in the mid-90s, uh, Hardee's continued to sell them off, decided it didn't work. They sold about 150 of them. They closed about 150 of them, sold about 350 of them off to McDonald's. So the number got smaller and smaller. And during that time, his two sons, uh, Pete Jr. and Jim, came to work for him. Um, and then in, in 98, he sold the Roy Rogers that he did have, the number of units that he had grown to his two sons, who now run it as co-presidents. Um, and then in 2002, Jim and Pete bought the franchise rights back from Hardee's. So that's how we became then in 2002 to be the franchisor um, of the Roy Rogers name brand. So we now have about 24 corporate stores and about the same number of franchisees throughout the mid-Atlantic, um, and we're still operating and growing today. That's awesome. What, what would you guys, what's, how do you, what do you consider like your, your signature offering? Yeah, you know, so we're, we're, we're unique in the sense that we offer uh, beef burgers and chicken. So we've got great hamburgers, um, fried chicken, and uh, fresh USDA choice roast beef sandwiches. What makes us a little bit unique is all of our burgers come plain. Um, so no fixings. We have in the lobby uh, a fixings bar of lettuce, tomato, onions, pickles, and, and uh, garnishings so the customers themselves can make their burger however they want. Now that's 
uh, that's a great thing to offer. Um, it makes it a little challenging for those that go through the drive-through and a little challenging for those that go and order digitally for delivery. But we've come up with some unique ways that they can still get those condiments and those fixings um, the way that they want. But customers still come into our restaurants because of the fixings bar. They like making it their own way. Some people get it with nine pickles and some people get it with two onions. Um, they can make their burgers and their sandwiches their way. So there's sort of this DIY aspect to it. That yeah. Love. And I, yeah, I know you guys, exactly. you guys have gotten a lot of press over the last few years for, for growth. Um, uh, on, I've seen you on a lot of the emerging brands lists on the growth lists. <laughs> a lot of a lot of magazines have put you guys on, I, I feel like, on these these lists that I'm seeing. Um, and, and a lot of from what I've heard is around um, around maybe some some innovation that's digital or drive through or trying to fix this problem that you've pointed out. Um, that that's hard to do the DIY model through drive-through or through digital. What what kind of moves are you guys making there to to make that work? Yeah, for us and for growth, it's really about resonating with our core customers. We like to call them our royalists who come time and time again. You know, we're always going to have LTOs. Uh, we're in the middle of steak and cheese right now. Um, we offer a couple LTOs throughout the year, but for us, it's really that high quality. We we consider it to be a cut above. Um, food quality that um, they keep our customers coming back. So really leveraging great quality products, great hospitality. You got to have both these days to to get customers coming back. Um, so really leveraging those two aspects to um, to keep our customers engaged. I love calling them royalists. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> do you, are there people who um, who maybe have a lot of nostalgia with the brand who maybe grew up with it, it that are you consider royalists now? It is. Um, you know, we we do a lot of social media advertising and things like that. And our Facebook advertising always um, generates a lot of old pictures um, from from when they were younger. You know, there were over 600, almost 650 Roy Rogers at the height of um, you know its existence. They were all up and down the Mid Atlantic, from from New Jersey all the way down to Virginia, all kind of all in the Mid Atlantic. So people see that, resonate with that, and post pictures, or we get comments. You know, my dad used to work in, in Newark, New Jersey, or, or things like that. So it's a great customer base to have for sure. That's great. So you mentioned that you have to have great product and great hospitality. What, what do you, what does Roy Rogers do, or what do you do um, to instill a, a culture of hospitality in, in your restaurants, um, especially when you're, I, we all know what we're up against. We're up against people who maybe have not ever experienced great hospitality, people that you're hiring. There's, there's struggles with hiring. There's struggles with training to really help people understand what great hospitality is and how to deliver that consistently. How, how, do, you, how do you do that? Yeah, I think what I like about the brand is while our fixings bar for, other, for everybody to customize their sandwiches maybe is a little bit of a challenge with drive through or digital. It means that we staff a dining room attendant um, for about eight hours a day, from about 10.30, uh, 11 o'clock till almost eight o'clock at night, eight to 10 hours, because we need to have somebody constantly in our dining room refilling our lettuce and refilling our pickles and, and making sure we've got fresh onions. So that bit of hospitality that we have somebody dedicated to always be taking care of our lobby, checking on our guests, refilling the fixings bar, I think that's something that um, we won't ever waver from. We can't waver from because otherwise it would be empty. 
yeah. um, during peak times. So that little bit of hospitality goes a lot of way, uh, a long way. So you have like a fixins bar concierge. Yeah, what, that's what a great you, way to put it. What do you guys call it? Do you call it something? It's okay. just our lobby attendant or dining room attendant. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they're known, they're, they're, they're known by our regulars and, and um, you know, people love seeing them and they, they know about them and, and get a chance to interact with our guests all the time. Some yeah. customers who aren't, some customers who, like your, your point earlier, some customers who don't come to Roy Rogers very often kind of wonder, why is this person asking me if my, if my food's okay? Why, why, are they, why are they talking to me while I'm eating? And you remember, that's the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to check on our guests and how's your food today and how's your service today and, and making sure that our guests are taken care of. Not a lot of brands are still doing that, so it catches some people off guard. I feel like that, that concierge or that, that lobby attendant is a kind of a unique and special position in, mm -hmm. in, in a fast casual, in the fast casual space. Like that, that's not common. What, um, it, what do you look for when you're, when you're putting somebody in a, in a, in a dining room? What do you tell your, your operations leaders, your managers, um, what to look for when they're, when they're putting somebody out there? First and foremost, we always look for people that are outgoing and engaging. You know, it's, it's easy, it's very cliche to say people person, but we're looking for somebody who is willing to engage with people, interact with people, um, and that also works with urgency. And they, they treat that lobby and that fix and spar like it's their own home. That's really the key. Yeah, that's great. Um, so I, I'm curious for you, you personally, what's, what's the experience like been for you to be, to be a part of what some people are calling a comeback brand, right? Um, where you said at, at the height, Roy Rogers had 600 plus units all across, you know, on the East Coast, um, and and, and now you've you've seen like some some steady growth in the last few years, and you have projected growth plans. What, what's it like to be a part of a of what people might call a comeback brand? What's that experience? Well, like? it's exciting for me. It's exciting for me to to be part of a brand like this. You know, I mentioned Pete Plamondon Sr. started the company, ran the company. Um, Jim and Pete Jr. now run the company. We've just brought on board Pete's son, Jeff, um, to be third generation to work for the company. So we're a legacy brand, a legacy family brand that's looking to grow. It's exciting for me. You know, as you know, we've, we've talked, uh, you know, my experience was I was on the corporate side of things for a while. I was on the franchise side of things for a while. I was with very large companies and really small companies. This is an organization that's really allowing me to have some input into the growth strategies um, where, where before some companies you work for, you, you're just kind of doing, you're following the playbook. Um, here I'm kind of involved in helping to write the playbook, which is um, really exciting for me. That's huge. Do you have any um, advice for somebody who maybe is maybe there's a, a regional leader of one of these large brands. I know you've been a bunch, you've been a part mm -hmm. of a bunch of very well-known, recognizable large brands in, in like regional leadership. Um, is, there, is there advice that you might give to somebody who, who is currently with a large brand, regional leadership, maybe they're just executing on the playbook, but they wanna do what you're doing. They want to be helping write the playbook. They wanna be in a position, maybe a mid-sized brand um, where they're driving and leading strategy. What, what advice would you give to that person who wants to make that move into a role like yours? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the advice that I would give to, to somebody like that is the same advice I give to hourly employees who say, how, how do I become a shift lead? 
you know, from an assistant manager, how do I become a, a, a general manager? A general manager, how do I become a district manager? It's the same advice I give to anybody. I, I look for and talk about three things to advance your career. One, you've got to be willing to learn. You, you've got to be your own advocate to learn all the time. Nobody's going to come and save you. Nobody's going to come and teach you. You've got to take it upon yourself to always be learning best you can. Two, you got to be willing to work hard. When the line is long, um, the fryer breaks, right? The headset goes out. You've always got to be willing to work hard no matter the situation. And number three, you got to talk to people with love. You, you, you got to be able to be respectful of other people. You've got to understand that they're in a different set of shoes and, and talk to people with respect and with love. And if you can always be learning, you can always be working hard. And if you can, you can constantly talk to people with respect and in the right manner, sky's the limit for, for what you want to achieve, you know? Yeah, that's great. I love that it's the same advice for an hourly employee to a shift leader to a regional multi-unit manager to the, the, the operations leader of, of, a, of a brand. It's, kind mm -hmm. of, it's amazing. It's the same. I love yeah. it. the same stuff. What, um, what are you guys seeing right now um, as sort of your, your biggest pain point to scale? Um, biggest pain point as we continue to scale, um, well, I think, I think we're faced with a lot of things that, that a lot of other con concept are, are faced with. We're, we're faced with customers that are, that are maybe, um, being more cognizant of how their dollars are being spent out in the market. Um, we're also challenged with, um, labor rates that, that are constantly going up. Uh, my, you know, Maryland, for example, January 1 goes to $15 an hour. Montgomery County is based upon um, consumer price index, so they're up over $16 an hour for entry-level positions. And we've got challenges with, with food cost and with commodity prices of, of roast beef or burgers or, or things like that. So, so the, our biggest challenge is how do we maintain profitability for, for our, not only our corporate stores but for our franchisees and also balance menu pricing increases against transactional decline. Um, so that's kind of a, a big answer to a, a simple question. What is the one challenge? There's a no, lot that, of them out there. That is the challenge. It yeah. is, is the solution to, to find other ways to cut? I, I mean, if, if, it's, if there's a concern around um, increase, price increase, which is what everyone is saying, everyone is hearing is is customers don't want price increase, they're, they're tired of it, um, people are upset. What's the solution? Is it, is it finding other places to cut costs if you can't? Yeah, I, you know, I don't think we're ever gonna save our way out of this. Right. Um, I think for us, it's menu optimization. You know, if you take a look at, at our brand, we offer uh, roast beef, chicken, and burgers. Um, a competitors, Chick-fil-A, for example, Raising Cane's, you know, they offer chicken. So if I could buy just burgers and I didn't buy chicken and I didn't buy roast beef, my buying power would be much bigger and I could maybe have more economies of scale and purchasing, right? To put me on a better food cost trajectory. We don't wanna do that. We wanna make sure that we offer, um, you know, a variety of products to our customers. So what we have to really do is make sure that, that customers have a great experience with high quality food that, that like I said, it's a little bit of a cut above and it's getting those customers repeat customers instead of 
you know, 1.8 visits per month to now 2.3 visits per month or whatever the statistic tells us that we should be um, trying to grow our current customer base right. to get them to come more often. And then it's also attracting new customers to the brand who have never been, um, never been to a Roy Rogers before through different marketing efforts, whether that's social media marketing efforts or, or local marketing. We do a lot of local marketing um, here in this area to, to get new people to try Roy Rogers. Interesting. So speaking of 1.8 to 2.3 and projected mm -hmm. growth and, and, and strategy to get there, what does, um, what does 2024 look like for you guys? Um, what, what, are, what can we expect to see um, from Roy Rogers in the next, next 18 months? Yeah, I think for us, you know, we're taking a, lot of, a look at a lot of different innovation with technology. Um, you know, somebody once told me technology in your business is like salt in a kitchen. You can have just the right amount to make it work, but if you have too much, it can ruin everything. So balancing the amount of technology that we have um, in the restaurant's important. And we're taking a look at um, really different technology platforms to help us with our employee engagement and with our training um, and retention programs to help meet our employees with where they're at technology-wise in the training process um, to to really kind of create that brand loyalty at the employee level. Yeah, that's huge. What kind of technology without, I mean, without naming, you know, brands. Or yeah, yeah, I'm happy to share. So, so we, a couple of things we're starting to tie together. So we're looking at, at putting into place a new piece of technology, a training system with called Opus, yeah. right? There's, there's a number of different training platforms out there. Opus is a little unique um, because they offer training in kind of a TikTok reel style. So it's mobile, it's on the phone, employees, it's short video training that's, that's easy for, for our employees to understand, right? They're swiping through kind of the training videos. Yeah. So that along with, we, we have another program that we have for employee engagement and retention called Honor Roll, much like school Honor Roll, you're on the Honor Roll when you're in high school. So, so that system measures a couple of different KPIs and then awards points. Um, to the employee and then the employee can cash those points in for digital gift cards. Oh wow. So we're, we're rewarding whether it's, it's speed of service goals or customer experience goals. Um, the employees every day can earn points to then redeem. So when we take a look at tying in, uh, the other thing that we're tying in is we've, we use assist, Tattle, SMG, Tattle, they're all kind of yeah. customer engagements. So those three pieces of technology all kind of tie together with each other. So, for example, if we have a store where the guest experience through, through the customer interaction is saying, hey, this week you had three negative surveys around uh, order accuracy, it then through AI and all that other kind of stuff that's well beyond me, yeah. um, it then talks to our learning system and says, hey, this store is struggling with order accuracy and it will automatically push out the three minute, six minute order accuracy learning video to all of the employees That's in great. that store. And then the third piece of technology, the honor roll system will measure and track that and, and reward the employees when they hit 85% completion for the training video. It will then award them points that they can save up and redeem for 
a Starbucks card, a Walmart card, or whatever they want. So tying all of that technology together helps meet the employee where they're at in the learning yeah. and also rewards them um, and recognizes them on a platform that they can choose. You remember, you know, the old days you used to go around and you give out gift cards to somewhere. Well, who knows if that employee ever shopped at that place or used that place. You yeah. know, this, this allows them. We, we find some people will cash it in every week for a $5 Starbucks card. Great. They get to treat themselves. We'll also find that some of our employees will save up for, you know, a month or two months and cash it in for a $30 or a $40 Walmart card that may be going to help them out in a way that they've, you know, buying something for their kids or, or using it for whatever they need. But, but it's a way to reward and recognize our teams um, at the level that they're at, not forcing um, uh, recognition on them in a way that, you know, is, is what we think recognition is. I love that. So is there, and, and this is, I'm very interested in this, so <laughs> I, I, I'd like to know, is there, is there something on the back end? Is there a third party that is tying them all together? Or do they out of the box work together, like tattle? No, they don't, they, don't, they don't work together automatically. So it's all, it's all open API, Got you it. know, tying them all together. And that's, you know, director of IT kind of coordinates with those, yeah. with those uh, different vendors and different partners to make, they all talk to each other somehow. Okay. So there's, but they are somehow integrating to do what you said, which was like, hey, there was a problem through. Yep, they're pulling data every night. They're pulling data once a week. The one system is talking to the other. They're they're pulling that data, um, and then they're they're self formulating what what the action plan is. So it it also loosens the load for the district managers, right? Yeah. Um, they, they can get a quick roll up of what are my opportunities? Where do I need to go teach? Where do I go need to train? Um, and it takes that away, that, that admin time where they would have to sit down and say, all right, where, what are my results in this category? What are my results in this category? And what is my result over here with all of these different systems in, in our tech stack? They can simply take a look and say, all right, through AI and machine learning or, or you know, the right terminology, they're yeah. able to say, here's my opportunity. Here's what I'm going to co coach on. Here's what I'm going to go and follow up on. It kind of does some of that legwork for us. Do, does the employee experience um, honor roll through an app? It's all on their phone. Yeah. So the, the, the greatest thing that it does is there's a daily trivia quiz that's worth two points. So two points is, is not a whole lot. When you equate points to dollars, it's not yeah. a whole lot. But every day they get a, a text message with today's honor roll quiz. Sometimes it could be um, something as easy as an unfortunate, what was the score of last night's Baltimore Orioles-Texas Rangers game, which didn't yeah. go our way. Um, and, and sometimes it's how long do you wash your hands for during our, you know, hand washing procedure or how long do you cook? What's the temperature you cook chicken for? Or it could be, um, do you feel like you've been trained adequately for the position you're in? And so there's some employee engagement sort of questions. So it's a mix of um, kind of standards and policy and procedure questions to keep those top of mind along with just some fun trivia questions to keep them going. And then, um, you know, it, it's a way to keep them active and engaged for sure. That's really great. It will be cool to see. Um, he, I, I would love to hear in a year what, what the results are of having these, this, uh, this, this new tech kind of installed and see the results of it. 
Yeah, we started it off measuring. We started it off measuring our speed of service and our customer engagement. Those yeah. two, and also time and attendance. Um, so if you clocked in or out within seven minutes of your time, you earned points, right? And then our customer experience rating through Tattle. Um, we were right around a company average on a on a five point scale. We were right around three point eight, which wasn't great, right? It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. We've increased that in a in a five month time period from three point eight to four point two. So we're improving our guest experience just because everybody knows every day. Hey, we could earn more points. Let's make sure we deliver a great guest experience. Let's make sure we triple check bags for order accuracy. Let's make sure that we're keeping fresh fries and not serving cold fries. Um, so it definitely has helped improve on the back end for us some of our KPIs. That's huge. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else to look to to see that we should expect to see in 2024? Yeah, I think those are those are some of the big things. Right? Is is how are we integrating technology into our stores just the right amount to make it. Um, more engaging for our team and and um, and help us deliver better operations. That's awesome. What's it like for you? One 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 more thing. I'm curious is uh, um, you've spent most of your career maybe more operations focused. Is that correct? Yeah. That I would say. And now you oversee marketing, right? <laughs> what is that like? Um, is that a whole new a whole new world? It is, and there's a lot of conversations that are a little above my head, I'll admit. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know all the intricacies of marketing and search engine optimization and, and all of those kind of things. What I do know, though, is what our customers are looking for. And I do know what our customers um, expect out of us. And my role is really just to help craft the strategy with our, with our marketing team to lead them down that path. Uh, they want great quality food. They want a great experience. Um, sometimes they like a great deal as well um, that comes along with it. But, but really, I help just kind of craft the strategy. And then the marketing team here does a really great job. Um, and our advertising firm that we partner with as well, they, they do a really nice job with, with all of those things, kind of tie them all, all together. That's, right. That's awesome. Well, Adam, thank you for the insight. Um, really appreciate it. Um, love, love hearing a little bit about the Roy Rogers story and about where you guys are going. Um, and just wish you continued success in this uh, fairly, fairly new role to you. How long have you been in this current role? It's going to be just coming up on one year now. Yeah, great. That's awesome. You're almost, almost at the one-year mark. So yep. uh, thank you. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks a lot, Matt. I appreciate being here. Awesome.